What's going on, investor family? Listen to the Stock Market Tour Guide podcast, where I help you navigate the uncertain world that is the stock market. I'm your host, Stock Market Jay, and I'm here to save the day, bringing you the news you can use, the regular fundamental analysis, helpful insights, tools, and strategies. All right, guys, so as we get started with each and every episode, this is not financial advice. I'm not a financial advisor, all right? Uh, I am, however, going to be your tour guide of the stock market and show you how to properly navigate it, right? Show you how to properly profit from it and limit that risk, right? It's my goal to give you the tools and the skill sets that you need to be able to receive the most value or profit the most from your time in the markets, all right? So with that being said, please uh, check out my my book, uh, Beginner's Guide to Stock Market Investing by Justin Ellsworth. It's available on uh, Amazon as well as Kindle. Um, and then, of course, like always, follow my YouTube for updates. Follow my Facebook, Stock Market J. Follow my YouTube, Stock Market J. Subscribe. Uh, follow my Instagram, Stock Market J. I'm all over the place. Please tune in. Please tune in. All right, guys. So now uh, today I wanted to tap in and discuss the SVB banking collapse, uh, Credit Suisse's banking collapse. Um, the state of the markets, what I'm seeing, um, and just different things of that nature, right? So what I'm seeing in the markets right now from the PPI, the producer price index, is that the price of goods and services are coming down. So with the price of goods and services coming down, it does mean that inflation is ticking and trending downward, which is a beautiful thing. Inflation has been month over month where it's supposed to be nice and low, um, nice and slow, right? Year over year, it's still quite high, sitting at five and a half percent, almost six percent, which is still relatively high. Um, and due in part to that, it's a ripple effect that's been happening because of the monetary policy that the, you know, the country has been imposing. Basically, it's making it harder for banks, for lenders, and for people that are looking to receive the funding. The economy has gotten harder. So, uh, SVB collapsed due to, which at the time was a lucrative move for them, but investing in uh, something what's known as venture capitalism. They were investing in the startups that didn't have a history of, you know, uh, making money. Uh, it's a, when you have startups that just run through and eat up money, uh, millions and millions and hundreds of thousands of dollars at a time, month after month, year after year, and they're not yet making money. Um, that's where it becomes tricky because those times, those startups end up having to continue to seek funding from, uh, other places, right? They, they continue to have to seek funding from, um, you know, let's say you're, your different financial institutions, your venture capitalists, and things like that, but they're not turning a profit yet. The people are just investing in the idea of their business, turning a profit, being profitable, making money hand over fist, right? Which in a low inflationary, non-quantitative easing environment, that makes sense. Even in a quantitative easing type of environment, it makes sense, a zero interest, uh, low inflation environment, it makes sense. In a environment where quantitative easing has been at an all-time high, inflation's at an all-time high, and then the the opposite of 
the quantitative easing, the negative side of quantitative easing, which is the tightening comes in, because we are having a tightening of monetary policies, trying to pull some of the liquidity out of the markets. That's a bad time in the economy for businesses that rely on raising capital frequently for, you know, especially for the ones that need to frequently raise capital. It's especially bad for them. Um, and that's what's happening right now. That's what happened to uh, SVB. Um, what was known, what is known as a bank run, which happens throughout history. Just look it up, Google it. It happens multiple times throughout history, the, the, 90, the 1920s, 30s, 40s, all the way through the 2000s. It, it, it happens throughout history, man. Whenever certain monetary policies are in place, whenever the economy is singing to a certain tune, uh, certain things end up happening as a result of it. Bank runs are one of those things. What happens in a bank run is people become fearful. They begin to pull their money out of the bank thinking that they won't have, or thinking that it won't be any more money to go around. Um, but here's the thing. Banks only are obligated to keep $250,000 in liquid cash in the banks. They're only obligated to t keep 10% of your capital in the bank, known as velocity banking. They are able to keep your money is essentially a loan when you give it to a bank. So now the banks are able to capitalize on that, right? So now when it's like when you're asking for that loan back and everyone goes and asks for that loan back at one time, now guess what? Now you have a bunch of fear. You have complete capitulation. People just lost faith in that financial institution. But now they have to find ways to get this money. They have, they have money that's working for them. Now they have to pull it out of the markets. They have to pull it out of wherever they're going to pull it from, find it from, borrow it from, in order to pay these people that money. That's what happened to SVB. Credit Suisse is a foreign bank. Uh, things typically happen a little differently with the foreign banks. Um, but what I will say is they're experiencing something similar right now, right? Their bank is beginning to collapse um, just due to bad financial decisions, right? Over time. Um, and, you know, over leveraging yourself, um, you know, different things of that nature. Um, they have weakness in their financial reporting. Um, you know, things like that. Uh, people are starting to pull out uh, the, from investing in them. People are, are beginning to not fund them. People are pulling their funding out. People are saying, hey, we're not going to continue to invest in you because of your infrastructure, your systems that you have in place. The things that you're doing isn't a great, it's not good for business, right? And they're looking to take the money out. You know, they have certain material weaknesses in it. Uh, and it's an internal control over the financial reporting so that they're lying on their statements, uh, trying to insinuate something that's not happening, insinuating that they're in good standings when they're not, um, you know, and, and basically they're just not in a great position fundamentally. Here's the thing. Just because these banks are finding are coming into problems, coming into trouble, does not mean that the other big banks are coming into trouble and having problems or that you should be worried. That's the picture that the media wants to paint because the media typically paints a negative picture. But here's the thing. 
Bank of America is doing just fine. They're actually making money from SVB collapse because guess what? The people in SVB have to put their money somewhere. So they go to other banks. And now the other banks just, now they have more money to play with, right? So Bank of America is doing just fine. Wells Fargo is doing just fine. Goldman Sachs is doing just fine. JP Morgan Chase is doing just fine. These banks aren't going anywhere. They've been around. They're going to continue to stay around, right? Um, but here's the thing, though. The collapse of these bankings, the banking institutions are impacting other financial institutions in the financial sector. So now their stock prices, the people are becoming fearful. Um, and when they become fearful, they begin to sell stocks. So you start having sell-offs and it impacts one sector and then it begins to impact other sectors. It's like a, like a rollover effect, if you will, snowball effect. So, Right now, Bank of America is actually trading at a 52-week low. Wells Fargo is close behind it, as are the other uh, financial institutions. Here's the thing. only thing, And this is it's not happening because of their bad infrastructure or financial practices or the, 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 the horrible type of loans that they decided to do. It's not because of them. It's because of the other financial institutions that are collapsing around them. So the markets automatically assume everyone is facing turmoil and problems but here's the thing all companies aren't created equal the same problems that those banks the credit suites and the svbs are having aren't you know what i'm saying aren't the same issues that the other big banks are having right because they're run completely different they're managed completely different they have different policies all together infrastructures all together don't let that alarm you. If it's going to alarm you, let it alarm you in a positive way to where you're able to see the opportunity. Hey, every bank isn't struggling. It's just these banks. Hey, if their stocks are struggling because of these other banks, because of the assumption in the markets, the reactiveness of the markets, let me place and allocate some capital over here so I can take advantage of this capitulation of this negativity, right? And then you'll be able to prosper on the back end. So what I'm seeing in the markets is a lot of, uh, right now it's a pullback. Of course, it's been ups and downs, ebbs and flows. It's been rallies. Um, that's been happening since last year. It's been a volatile market since last year. People try to time the bottom. Oh, is the, is the, is the bear market over? Oh, is the, are we finally in the bull market? Like, come on, don't, don't worry about the day to day. Worry about positioning yourself in a place in your portfolio to where you're able to capitalize regardless of what the markets decide to do, right? Don't worry about if a stock is going up or down or the markets are going up and down. That's going to happen. That happens every single day without end, especially on the weekdays that the markets are open. What you want to focus on is, are you investing in wonderful businesses? Are you investing in companies with a, a competitive, a distinct competitive advantage or a moat? Or you're investing in businesses with a strong management team. Or you're investing in businesses that have uh, strong financials, right? That have a, a strong balance sheet, strong financial statements, strong income statements. They know how to manage their money, right? They know how to navigate through any economic period in time. That's what you want to invest in. A company that has more cash than debt, more assets than liabilities. That's what you want to invest in as an investor. 
don't worry about the ups and the downs, the highs and the lows, the day-to-days of the markets. That's not what you want to worry about. You want to worry about what a company is going to be doing five years from now, five months from now, right? Um, you want to concern yourself with the future happenings of these businesses, not the day-to-day happenings of stocks. And I'm actually going to leave you guys with that. I feel like that's a great stopping point. <laughs> that was just so dope. That was, that was a bar. That was a bar to drop off on. So you want to worry about the long-term fundamentals and business practices and not the day-to-day movement of the stock price. With that being said, guys, I'm your host, Stock Market Jay. I'm here to say today, until next time, peace.